Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Aaron. I will call myself today Old Aaron. Uh, old Aaron Stoked for Life, man. I will call myself Old Aaron Stoked for Life. Last time I was tired of smoke, but it was gone today. I woke up this morning, the rains had came, and the smoke has been lifted. Hell on earth seems like it is disappearing from our small bubble, and we are gracious. We, I, uh, It's been crazy. I'm going to even get to it because I saw a post from one of our guests this morning who perfectly echoed the way I've been feeling, oh shit, I need to turn that off. That was, I was like, there's an echo in here and I can't hear what it is, but it was the speakers playing my voice and monitoring us back. Okay, <laughs> that's that's what happens when you smoke a little too much before it gets started. Anyway, let me just introduce this right now. Um, My guests today are two fabulous gentlemen. We met on a nice walk in the woods. We happened to just randomly be disc golfing at the same place, ran into each other. And life has just been the way it has been since then. Um, come to find out, we're all musicians. We uh, everybody knows everybody, and uh, life is great. These guys have been on once in the past. If you want to know primarily about them, you will have to go back and listen to that episode. It goes a little haywire about two hours into it, but it's a great podcast. Yeah. And uh, this will just be a continuation of a conversation that we've already started. So, yeah, enjoy that. Welcome, guys, James, thank Sebastian you. of Othris. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us, man. Yeah, thank you, baby. Still could be back. Still could be back. Man, how are you guys? Uh, honestly, I'm doing great today. I, I, like you said, right, right at the beginning, you know, having the smoke cleared out and gone and seeing the sky again and being able to take deep breaths of air without getting sick is... Yeah. It's amazing. You know, you never really ever took air for granted until now. I really realized that. I know, man. It was really nuts. And you said something on the on on a post that you made on Facebook or whatever whichever one of those feeds it was, um about feeling claustrophobic mm. just by the air. Mm. Like not being able to see it it made me feel that way. I've really it's the only way I can describe claustrophobia is just like trapped i mean i felt like my shoulders have been in my ears for like weeks now it's just right. like finally you can just oh, relax oh and it was so right. it was so thick i mean the whole house was shrouded in it i could barely see across the street at times um and, and the air we, quality yeah, yeah and we weren't going outside of course because it right. was in hazardous levels so i was stuck at home looking out the window realize and, and you know everything smells acrid and smoky and you know it was just it was horrible i yeah. saw i saw this hilarious meme of um uh oh my god why did i just blank on his name um uh oh uh uh, uh from the simpsons god what is his name oh the little kid uh, Bart Simpson? Chief, no, no, no. Chief Wiggum's son. Oh, okay. Ralphie. Ralph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ralphie. Okay. So I saw this funny fucking meme of Ralph and he goes, the air tastes like fireplace. <laughs> and, and that's how I felt that walking around. so perfectly. Like, yeah. like just, but it was crazy to think that like all we were doing was breathing old growth forest from the entire West Coast. Yeah. When, when you were looking out and seeing that, it was, it was, it, to me, it really got in my head of what you were actually seeing right like yeah it was smoke and it was shitty but that smoke is like i mean history that yeah. smoke is yeah. trees that have been around longer than the country's oh, been a fucking scary, planet man. that well, tree yeah. like 
Well, and uh, a lot of people's homes. A and, lot and of stuff. homes. Uh, that's huge, too. Yeah. yeah, that's just, we were, I was super scared for people because we know a lot of people that live in the surrounding areas. Yeah. And actually, even our bandmates uh, were in the, <clears throat> right at the edge of the, the fire zone. In Woodburn. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, Luke actually ended up coming to stay with us a couple nights uh, when they first did all the, va- oh. the evacuations and stuff. So, yeah, just it, the whole thing, man. It was really sad. Traumatic, traumatic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my lady has family who lives in um, um, Mem- Bedford, and fires were bad. Yeah. Down, I mean, down there. And, yeah, my and, mom is in Springfield. And oh, yeah. That holiday farm fire, man. They, I mean, Springfield was close. You know? it, it, uh, a lot of people, what, what was it like 10,000 people were displaced? Yeah. Right? Something like that <clears throat> in this one? Yeah. It's, Just in Oregon? I mean, right. You know, it's bad. It's been crazy. Well, and then to think that, you know, that is our section of our state is like this. And then you zoom out, and it's the entire West Coast. Right. And then you zoom out more. It's the oh world. man, yeah. It's the entire world. I was noticing that on the zoom maps. I was looking at the yeah. zoom fire map, and the whole world. I mean, over every continent, Brazil was yeah. nuts. They're, oh, dude, and, they're uh, down parts there. Parts of South Africa too. Yeah, they're burning the forest fires down yeah. there to make room for cattle ranches and stuff for meat. It's just fucking scary yeah i know we're you know they so much of the amazon is disappearing what do they what do they call the amazon the lungs earth the earth or the, the earth's lungs, lungs? yeah, 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 yeah lungs of the earth yeah lungs of the earth right good pull i know yeah that's it's, scary to think about man. yeah well and like you know another scary thing that that they realized a while ago is you know the, the sahara used to be rainforest and shit all across the sahara and then it got a little hotter. Fires happened. No one controlled it because at the time when that was there, uh, there was no firefighters or anybody keeping lines or right. anything. So, right. and then you know, a few thousand years later, it's the one of the deadliest deserts on the planet. Yeah, you know, and that can be the Amazon in no time. Right. Oh, absolutely. Especially just, if they cut all those trees down. I yeah. mean, and then farm the shit out of the land, and then it becomes acred land it, it, yep. it no longer can even have the nutrients to support life period in it and it turns into the sahara yeah. or the gobi valley or whatever any of those yeah. deserts man it's fucking terrifying yeah it's it's, it's scary totally absolutely 100 percent. you know and i i think i think you know zooming back in and looking even locally um you know we there could be a lot more internal statewide work done between washington and oregon right. on forest service man i mean sure. everybody knows that that's kind of been neglected in the last 20 years and yeah yeah it has and uh you know that could be part of the reason as well it got so bad but uh this year but absolutely that weather phenomenon <laughs> well, event that we had with the high winds i mean i've never i've never seen a high winds like that during heat hot of the summer i know ever here on, I think my whole twenty years I've lived up here in the Portland, Vancouver. Area. Well, it's you know it's it's it is I think a, a very obvious uh, symptom of just all air on the planet being hotter in right. general. Yep. Because now you're just getting more high pressure. Air has to expand when it's hot. It's just basic science. And so if you have a certain amount of air on the planet and then it's all hotter. The air has to expand more, so you get gusts between higher gusts between high pressure and low pressure right. places. Temperature differences have become that much more apparent. Where cold pockets stay colder because the surrounding, you know, it's 
it just we're going to start seeing higher winds. Yeah, we're going to see more of this. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's going to get worse. Uh, And that was also part of my post this morning was, is I kind of fear for the Pacific Northwest future right now because of the fact that since I've lived here in 20 years, the last four years, we've dealt with smoke in this valley from fires, either from Canada or even in Washington, California, or even here. I mean, we get forest fires every year here. Yeah. Yeah. So I fear that this may even get worse through the years. I, I well, it seems to be the new norm now. I yeah, mean, especially the smoke. I mean, what we had the gorge on fire a couple of years back. It rained ash all over my backyard for yeah. days. Oh yeah, yeah. It, and you know, we thought the air quality then was bad. Right. right. And this one kicked us in the fucking teeth. Oh, this man. was bad. This was the worst. This I've never experienced anything like this. Like going outside and even being outside for like a minute was just it destroyed me. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It was, you know, I I had to, I wore a fucking, I had to wear a rest, because I had to work still. So I was out, I was, I'm a mechanic, so I'm working in a shop, and if I'm not paying close attention, the bay doors are getting left open, and as soon as somebody comes in or out, and the smoke, is, the shop is just filling with, oh. smoke, you know. So I turned, I had a giant fucking three-foot fan, uh, like high-intensity fan that I put on just to circulate air, because I found if the airflow was stagnant, then it would just settle and yeah. get bad. So I just kept airflow moving as fast as I can. Even if it was kind of smoky airflow, air was moving. And then I just fucking wore a respirator for like seven days straight, dude. Wow. Gnarly. Yeah. That had been rough. It was. It was like, like you know. To have to full, wear one of those respirators, those big full respirators face all day. Yeah. Dude, I mean, it was it was that like I tried for one day because I've been wearing bandanas every day, you know, yeah. put them around my face and and at what for I tried for the first day and I was like this it's not, oh it doesn't it, work it's yeah. not enough not with that those particles are so small one of the another thing was is after going out for a while coming back in I my, my all my clothes everything my hair just reeked of smoke I'd have to take everything off throw it in the washer go upstairs and like wash my hair wash my body just to not smell like smoke from being right. outside I know and like you can be outside just ten minutes and come in and you just reeked of it and here's the crazy thing is is you know the other part that was apparent I work in Delta Park right here. And uh, there's a lot of fucking homeless, man. Yeah. yeah. Think about living in it for 24 hours oh, a day man. for the entire time that we dealt with that smoke, living oh. just nonstop in it, no escape, no yeah. nowhere to go inside. Like, that's just torture. That's rough. Yeah. So, so hey, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. You want to just go through the rest of fucking 2020? I mean, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It's, it's been one hell of a Mark year, off, that's for sure. Checking off the list. <sighs> It's been it's been crazy. Like I've been telling my son, my son's nine, and I'm like, this is really historic. This is going to be a historic year. You're going to remember this, and even if you don't remember, it's going to be reminded to you every year from schools and other things. Oh yeah, like I mean, just being at home with the homeschooling right now from the pandemic, all that stuff. I mean, it's this has been a crazy, crazy fucking year. Yeah, it really has. I, uh, yeah, it, it it's. It's it's almost just like it's, you know, it's hard to not read into it, and and because it's so abnormal, it is, and and humans in, inherently want to are pattern seeking. We want to see trends. We want to find causality. Right. We want to say that there is. We we know what did it. We we you know. Right. And when so much crazy shit happens that. It's almost hard for your brain to not 
start making those connections and just start believing weirdness. Like, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like to say that, well, this has to be building. It just keeps getting worse. You know, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if in October a meteor crashes in and, Lars, I mean, some. You crazy- heard it, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and just predicted. That's it. just what my brain goes <laughs> to. Like, what else could happen? Like, yeah, no, right. I don't know. I fucking don't know. I, I, I think this meme I saw was pretty funny, and it was. Uh, it said how the uh, the Mayan that predicted uh, 2012 was dyslexic, and it's actually 2021. <laughs> <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm I don't even know man it's it's how have you guys been dealing with keeping positivity in it cuz so that's I, really what's more important about than focusing on all the shit that right. is apparently bad and you can talk about it forever what have you guys been doing to counter it personally what mentally music wise what what's been going on so I was actually going to just say that same thing. Like, uh, I actually feel pretty fortunate to like, I was still able to work through yeah, yeah. all of the craziness and, and not have to be outside and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, uh, there is some positive still to right. it. Uh, but yeah, the band has been, we've been actually working behind the scenes, uh, do tracking stuff out, uh, getting, getting guitars and, and bass and vocals yeah, and drums seen. are all completed for 13 songs. Oh, so you guys are doing 13 new songs. Well, uh, new. Some oh, of them are new, and about some of them are half. the old ones that we kind of want to just get put out on the yeah. album and retire those guys. Ones that we played oh, them for yeah. so long. But we do have some new music on there, too. We've been a band yeah. for 10 years, so we have yeah. lots of material. Oh, yeah. yeah unreleased totally. material. And so uh, when, when Toby and, and uh, Luke came into the band, we uh, same thing. We kind of wanted to uh, re well, pay some homage to them as well, do some of the... Some of the music that we wrote with them. Yeah, we had to redo all the drums from when we got yeah. from when Ian left the band and Toby came in. So right. that was like a big delay there for a little bit because he had to learn the songs and stuff like that. And so, well, and then make now the they're drums finished. Him, right, three years ago now. Yeah. So he's yeah he is the albums fam. take a while, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, with everything going on and there's delays and you know and and life and sometimes <sighs> it can take a while. But we're yeah. I I just can't wait to get this done. And we're already awesome. in the process of writing new material. Like when yep. we get together and we play, we're we're in a mode where we're at least working on something new or bringing new riffs to the table, which to me it inspires me and keeps me motivated. Right. Fuck and yeah. uh, so I just want to get this album out, and then I want to focus on all. All the new material with everybody, and I think that will is a is a big drive for me as well. But we've been busting our butts on this, and we're getting really close being done with it. I can't wait to hear it. Man. And then we're going to be, you know, having it sent off to be mixed, so and then mastered. So yeah. right, right now, all the tracking is almost done. We're getting very close. And are you guys doing it all yourselves? Yeah, we're tracking everything my, ourselves at my house. I've got everything I need. We're just doing, you know. All just the editing. How'd you do the drums? So Toby actually did his drums. Yeah, oh, Toby has uh, everything he needs. He actually to... has a production degree. Yeah. Oh, oh so shit. So he, he did all yeah. his own drums and everything, and then he sent the files to us. So we're pretty lucky. Right. Uh, with, so and I with Toby. got a nice DI box and to get nice, good, clean signals. And, uh, totally. and so we've just been tracking everything else ourselves, and then I'm just editing everything and then yeah. zipping it up and getting ready to send it out to someone to mix. <sighs> Yep. So yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna have somebody else do the mix of, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, you you need you need that that uh, 
un, like impartial ear just to to it critique it from something that's not us that right. what, you know oh right. and i i beat the shit out of myself all the time so i figured I, i'm just gonna send it off you know it's just better that way because right. I, will, I will sit on it and work on it never ending yeah <laughs> it just will never end what do you <laughs> what do you think it is man that uh kind of keeps you in a state of almost perpetual doubt why why do you think that even exists as a thing in a human brain let alone uh, what what do you think it is because because i suffer from it i'm not as vocal about it as you are i'm actually glad you talk about you know you air a lot of a lot of your internal stuff because yep. it, it it i don't always keep all that shit in i don't care so right. Well, and and it and it and it keeps it honestly. It's a fucking good reminder to people who don't talk about it and kind of maybe want to pretend it doesn't exist that other people experience that shit too. Yeah. Like, like what? What do you think? Why do you think we find ourselves there, man? You know, I've asked myself this question a lot through my life. You know, uh, with everything I've ever loved and tried hard at, and had you know, you 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 always have failures. That's what makes you better. But yeah. there, you know, there's just it. I think sometimes what comes with those failures is a little bit of that self doubt, which actually pushes you to strive for better. So yeah. I think it, I think it works as a symbiotic relationship. But the reasons for it, I mean, there's there could be multiple multiple mental emotional reasons for it yeah and i think everybody has their own degree of that too unless you're a narcissist and then you just think you're fucking awesome (laughs) like i've met met those people too yeah and wouldn't it almost (laughs) kind of seem like it would just be easier to be that person those those people usually suck though they suck for all of us (laughs) but their life like internal monologue in their head they're just walking around like i am amazing amazing (laughs) i've seen so much of that and i've even wondered you know, well, the leader of our that. country kind of is that person. Oh, he is absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so it's it's hard to, to to steer away from that kind of thought process. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I I I deal with it. You know. I I often like I you know fuck. It's it's hard just being in a band with the the guys I'm in. You know. Um, they're so fucking good, and like right. and. It's 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 hard for me because I don't think of myself like I think they probably think of me or that other people tell me you guys in yeah, anybody right. I think you're a fantastic well, bassist. And, and I Actually, think you and I think that. you're and I, I think you're one of the best singers I've ever fucking heard. So there's that. And I know <laughs> I know so many other people who also agree. I agree. You know? And your face is my face when someone tells me I'm a good bass player. I, I mimic. We right. are mirrors because it is hard for me to think that I can be good. Like, right. like to the you know, it's it's imposter syndrome. I'm I'm f- the beginning of my career was me wanting to be a musician more than my skills would allow me to be one. Right. So I necessarily faked my way into being it by just not knowing what I was doing and only, you know, like almost stealing parts, like not, not, not me. That but, sounds but, almost exactly like me though. <laughs> or like, I'm sure even Sab, you know, can spouch the same. Like we all, when you first kind of latch onto that, that's what yeah. it is. It's well, kind of, 
you're faking it to make it. You know? Sure. Well, I, I remember, you know, when I was a kid and I started learning, you know, guitar. Oh, I was not learning it fast enough. You know, I wanted to learn it more and I just kept playing it and right. playing it and wanted to learn it more. And I wasn't learning it as fast as I wanted to learn it. Yeah. And then I wanted to, I loved it so much that I wanted to go forward faster than what my skills were taking in yeah. at that time. And yeah, it, it kind of makes you want to jump into things feet first before well, yeah it, it really does and then and then the entire time you're having this internal monologue going fuck 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 like like i'm i'm letting me down and i'm i'm going to let these other people down because i'm not there right. and you know i i don't know if it's i i it's it is incredibly hard to be honest with yourself when the honesty hurts yourself like lets yourself down Right. You know, you know, maybe you, you, maybe you, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard because I'm, I, 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 I like in like, okay, let me go back in, in my band right now. I feel like I wasn't playing bass forever. I saw they needed a bass player. I auditioned to be in the ba- band and I learned a bunch of their music really fast, but, and then I, all of a sudden I was in the band and I felt like I kind of like put on a, a mask that wasn't really me to get in or like i had to fake Ugh. something about my I, it almost felt inauthentic because it was like such a whirlwind of it happening that all of a sudden it happened so fast so fast and they didn't have they didn't question it yeah. like these guys are so fucking good and they didn't even like question it or a second audition or a maybe or were thinking about it it was just like a, a yes that didn't seem like something that i deserved is just to be welcomed all of a sudden. There should have been more struggle. I should have almost not got it. But or, you did deserve it, though. That's the thing. Well, and you happen to be in a band with some pretty amazing people. You do. <laughs> and so, you're pretty fucking amazing yourself. Yeah. So since that's so, that that's that self-doubt exactly. that you're talking about yeah, right. that sits there in your brain. and it, Every it, time. It just nags. And like this, we had we had a killer band practice this morning. You know, they came over. We, we practiced for two and a half hours this morning. And, nice. And... Nice. Uh, Woke the neighborhood up because <laughs> you know it's fun here and it's Saturday, so fuck them. Um, and uh, it was awesome, but as soon as it's over, I'm I'm then replaying it in my head, and I have to be putting a spin on it because it feels different when I think about it a second time than it felt when I was experiencing it at the right, time. Right. You know, it's the same with a live show. You always doubt yourself on how you performed during a live show. Oh, right. I fucked that part up. I missed that part. I missed that transition. But when you're playing it live, you're just, you're having a fucking blast. Right. You know, and why can't we hold on to the blast? Why can't, why do we have to, I don't know, man. I don't know. I've thought about like videoing our shows. It's amazing how the human brain works. It does. <laughs> it does. It's 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 and you know, I I don't necessarily think I deal with depression like I like I hear other people describe it. I've never had that 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 kind of just I don't know, I can't even describe it because I've never felt mm-hmm. what people describe. Do you guys deal with like depression i have had in my life in the past but not not all, really not all not the time recently. no yeah not recently no i've i ever since i've made like the big Life. lifestyle change well i was gonna say man you one you look great like you just you're a fucking stud <laughs> now <laughs> you, you look like a fucking boxer in Thank training you, walking around you know like and and 
I think that inherently exercise helps clear some shit up here. Yeah, absolutely. I felt yeah. it has definitely helped me mentally. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I had struggled with depression before. Before all this, I was dealing with a lot with my kids and, you know, the issues going on with my kids. But as soon, I, I mean, as soon as I made the lifestyle change and started exercising and eating right, I, I'm even through the harder times, I feel pretty good about things. You know, I, I, I don't get depressed anymore. And I don't know good. if that's just the fact that the exercising and the, and the new diet is just the way that is, but well, I don't feel myself, you know, well, things that used to put me into a go to bed for the whole day afternoon. Cause I'm, I'm seriously depressed and bummed out. Yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't do that to me anymore. You know, I'm not taking, but I think I'm the same too. Like earlier in life, I had a lot of tra- traumatic experiences and, and stuff that just creates more of that. Uh, right. But I, fe- I, again, like I said earlier, I feel fortunate to, I have a, a beautiful wife that I've been with for almost 20 years and, you know, yeah. it's, it's nice. Uh, I have a job, a good job and good bandmates. Right. And yeah. I, does it, does it, do you think that it takes, okay, okay. Do you think it takes a comparison to what is inevitably worse than you have it to feel that way? Like, why no, is, definitely okay. not. Okay. Yeah. But I think I've just, the older that I get, the more I reflect on the, those positives. Yeah. And so when I do start to feel the depression or the, the self-doubt yeah. or any of those uh, unwanted feelings, you know, because you can't control when they come on, you know. Exactly. Well, do you, do you guys meditate? Sometimes. Um, not so often. No. Yeah. No. I that's one thing that I t- tried because it was funny. I was having so so I never really felt like depressed like that, but I would get in modes where I felt unworthy. Right. And it wouldn't keep me from getting out of bed. It would just fuck with my mindset on everything I did throughout the whole day. Right. right. So, Which I would go to work does. feeling shit like shit just be about myself and then I'd do my work and I wouldn't see what and ne- what was good about the quality of my work in my work I would right. you know and so it it was kind of one of those things where I was falling victim and what you said you can't control when those thoughts pop in your head right but you can control immediately after they do how right. you react to them exactly yeah you know and that is the huge part is a lot of times I feel that there's a majority of people out there who feel a victim to the inner monologue in their head, the actual you, not the cognizant you that we're having the conversation, right. but the one that even though we're doing this, something else that you don't want to have to think about pops in your head. Right. That you isn't actually in control of the thing. I mean, you're along for the ride with it, but you get to dictate what your actions are. Yeah. And I think that's what, for me, doing mindfulness meditation super helped. Just focusing on just thoughts, you know, letting them pop in your head, doing slow or breathing. Or even just clearing the mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, clearing the, the well, head that, completely. That's, that's the idea is to, to, to not think about the thought once it appears. And right. so you'll find yourself start thinking about something and oh I'm doing it again and then you clear it and you go back to this point and you're just inevitably waiting for your subconscious brain to think of something and then recognize it and go away and being active you know and and I don't know um on your point do you think that 
having something to focus on internally about you and like seeing a measured getting better allowed you to couple those feelings with progress when even your mind would want to tell you you're not doing good something about it's you you is wrong and then you go no but there's actual numbers here that are showing me i right. am doing right and you know what that's probably absolutely it right there you know because of the progress that is being made i just feel like even when things are you know just like let's say the day is just shitty and it just yeah. doesn't feel good i'm still making progress in my health in my life in my in my change so i i guess I guess you're right. It, I, I think that just outweighs all that. Right. It, well, it, it creates it out. Positive mindset. Yeah. Positive yeah. mindset. Positive yeah. like body. The only thing that pisses me off nowadays is Facebook. That's it. <laughs> no, honestly, my days are great, dude. But uh, you get me on I'm Facebook, and it's just I can't I can't deliver enough middle fingers. So, so I posted. So I posted. So I, I asked. Middle I asked, finger I asked, emoji. What, what would people want to know about the band? And we had we had one person write in. Oh and asked a question about it, and it's actually Matt, my guitar player. Oh, awesome! And he goes, "Why is the singer so angry?" <laughs> that's, that's, that was the only, the only person. He, so Matt, yeah. Matt asked that. Why is the singer that's so angry? Funny. And you're not. You're no, only Facebook. No, if you if you look at if you actually look at my wall, there's not much angry no, stuff on there. No. There's just some things on there I, I get blunt about. You know, if it if if the facts are right there, dude, then that's just it. it. But yeah. I, I stay away from all that shit. I think that's the trick. About about social media now unless you, you want to get sucked into that rabbit hole of frustration and anger and, and and fighting with other people that you would not say things to you know yeah. right normally and uh I, honestly you know now i just if you I, I i think i just keep it lighthearted. i make some jokes post funny memes I'm, i i joined a bunch of groups so i have I more disc golf what, more yeah, shit on there i think facebook is what you make it yeah, because the algorithms, the way the algorithms work on there, I think if you're constantly going to other people's, let's say, political posts and commenting, your feed's going to be filled right. with more yeah. of the people on your friends list of their political stuff and their posts. You're going to see more of that, and you're going to be more angry. I want more, more stupid, cute kitten videos. That's yeah, what I want. You know, yeah, that's that's and it. Puppy dogs. Videos. Just yeah. give me dogs yeah. and disc golf and music and movies right. and video Fuck games. Yeah. I'm cool yeah. with that. You know, I, The same, man, the same. Well, I think that is... That is one half of the puzzle. So I think uh, it may even be more than half. I be, I would say for the normal person sitting at home, feeding themselves with social media, what the content is, is probably 70% of the deterioration of that person. Absolutely. Right? Right. Like, but the other part of it is then how they, th they, who they think they are in the world. So something for me that was huge, and I don't know if you guys have ever done this or felt this way um but but kind of getting away from an eye that is like like how okay let me ask this question who what are you what um what am i like if you were you want me to answer that yes i'm asking both of you I'm what max skeleton what like, like if you think of I'm you a family man father that's how where I think are you of located Oh, where am I located? What are you? Where are you located? See, that could be taken so many ways. Because <laughs> I know there's a body that's sitting there, but are you are you your hands? Are you the ass that's on the chair? Are, what what are you that is here right now? 
I'm the soul within myself. Well, yeah, like our energy. You know, I mean, well, our sh- being. Well, well, but that this is the problem, I think, with people's identity. A lot of people sit and they're kind of thinking they're just a rider. Like they're along for the ride in this thing, and they're no one quite thinks of themselves as the front of their face. Like, are you at, are you at? Do you exist here at the front of your face? Do you exist in the back of your head, maybe down a little bit? Back there. Where, where are? What are you? And for me, going, holy shit! I'm for you. I am right here. <laughs> I exist at the front of this microphone. Yeah, that's right. how I feel. To me, I feel like I'm right yeah. here. I'm in front. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I think a lot of people spend their time riding around in a body yeah. and being disconnected from them being an interactive part of the mm. world. Mm. So yeah. so they can shout and say things, especially through a keyboard. Now you're not your body or your hands, right. or the keyboard, you're the message on the other side. Yeah. And I think people sit back here and they're not... There's no filter for that either. They're not no, when no, they start doing than, like that. Right. Other than doing the work of actually going, who am I? Where am I located in my body? Where am I located in the room I'm in? Where Where am I located in my existence on the planet? Yeah. Like, And then you realize there's a bunch of other people who are walking around where their faces aren't them. Right. Yeah. The, they... Most pe- driving cars just look with like- masks on. <laughs> Wear a mask, everybody, but don't do it in your car. It just looks weird, and it doesn't do. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Wear a mask, everybody. Be safe, but don't do it in your car. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's something that's something that's plagued me for a while. Is where, who, where are you? Like, you know, that's who, very interesting. Take I've never heard the take on like, like, are you the rider in your body or are you at the front right. leading it? And there's not too many too many leaders out there as 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 people go right. uh, most people are followers they right. follow what's going on they see right. something they follow it and they're they're waiting for someone to direct them you know right. uh you know i it, it it and the way you just presented that was such an amazing way to present that well i think that's inevitably i think that realization whether it's in the language i used or not is what it takes to make change is the realization that you are all parts of your body like no one realizes they are their toes until they stub that motherfucker and then it surprises the (laughs) shit out of them that those toes exist like you don't fucking know until it hurts you have to get slapped in the dick before you like i mean it's you know most people are are not present yeah and and it's it's helped me and that's what mindfulness did that you know there's exercises of of sitting there and calming your mind and focusing on your breath but then starting to focus on other parts and and like literally try and be your ass sitting into the seat not only feel yourself pressing down feel the seat pressing up into you you are you know you could do it your feet on the floor say i do that when i lift weights i I close my eyes and i try to get a mind muscle connection yeah so when i'm doing my workout routine i'm trying to focus on using those muscles and feeling the contractions of those muscles and i have to close my eyes and try to get there and then i hit that and then that and you can lose it like that yeah you can lose it like that yeah Yeah. it's so that's 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 one of the inevitable side effects of working out is body connection doing any strenuous work like that doing anything that is technical with your hands with your body movements that it there's a lot of people who the majority of the technical movement is from the knuckles forward on their hands yep 
That's all. That's they're it. not worrying about elbow placement when they're trying to carry a load out to their side. You know, they're not they're not doing anything where they're taking something apart, putting it back together, trying to remember orders of operations. Like the only thing they're remembering the order of is how to spell words, and they get that wrong a lot, a lot, a lot, <laughs> a fucking <laughs> lot. I thought that was actually Sab actually uh, posted a, a disc golf meme to my page the other day and, and it was, was misspelled it's rambo without the without the machine gun so he just looks like he's sticking up his thumbs yeah you know and i think you saw it right i think so yeah I think so it's uh it was pretty fun oh, oh uh, no the, it was it was yeah it was, it's like when you're local Ooh, sorry about that it's one it's okay it's okay uh, i think we both hit it at the same time playing my first wooded course right right <laughs> yeah. or, or the, the local course when yeah, the yeah. when a local comes up to you and asks how the how the, the rounds oh, going that's, that's yeah, yeah when, you play, when you're playing a your wooded course yeah, we just recently time. went before the fires went and played uh that abrams park disc golf course and uh it's a really really wooded course have you played it yet no where's it at don't it's it is it is it's rough in, uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> what was that little town it was in? Uh, it's, it's up, over by that paradise by point yeah. yeah it's up by five so it's almost by that paradise point disc kind of golf the, course. Uh, okay i think it's kind of by the the casino up there oh, yeah gotcha gotcha yeah. okay yeah. But it, I mean, it's a good course, but it's treacherous. It's kind of like it, it was kind of like Rooster Eats meets Stub Stewart. Yeah. yeah. Have you played either one of those? No. Yeah. No, I haven't. I, we'll I, have I, to take you on some disc yeah, golf tours. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. we may have to go after this. I don't know. Yeah. Are you guys down? Did you bring stuff? I we do. we do. Our discs are in there. But right before we came out here, I was you know I'm part of some disc golf groups on Facebook that you know and these are people that run. Uh, yeah, the course around here, and they're they were all saying that all the parks are closed here in Portland. Really? So, yes, they're closed till the twenty fourth. So if we wanted to play, we're gonna have oh. to go to like leverage. Or leverage something. is right over the. It's just it over. Is, the, but the bridge. The bridge. Oh. That's right. So uh, um, uh, yeah, Buxton. Fuck. <laughs> that's no. That's no. <laughs> yeah, that would be way too far. Here is closed, huh? That's what that's what everybody's saying. I guess uh, Ted Wheeler, when the fire started, closed all the parks inside the city. Wow. And uh, so, and I guess people have been going out there and playing, but you know, some of the 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 main local disc golfers are worried that someone's going to get mad and chop those baskets down again. Right, because they actually did get vandalized over there. Yeah, but that was yeah. only because of well, that that was that was during the first part of the, the thing, pandemic. But, yeah. but the 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 opening was just because the closing this time was because of the smoke, right? Right, just because of the well, they were closing it because of the high fire danger at the time. But obviously, we got some good rains. It's nice and cool outside. Man, I say, people are still throwing it. I, I say maybe we 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 drive over there and see what it looks like. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm okay just saying. That. I mean, it is right over there. It's, it's just it's just right there. It's five minutes away. It's just and right it, there. And and you know, there's no harm, no foul in checking. Um. Well, hey, let me do this real fast, and then we're gonna get right back to the podcast. Hey, welcome back to Falco's 90 minute meditation hour. I'm your astrally projected inner truth self and part-time glory hole cleaner, Falco. All right, my astral friends, start by closing your eyes. Sit on your root chakras and let's meditate. Today is a day of reflection. Take a deep breath and start to picture all of the things in your life that you appreciate and place them 
on a high pedestal in your mind. There, see how clear you see them? How good they smell? This is your samsara. Okay, reach up to your pedestal to uh, grab one of uh, your uh, shit. Dang, bro, I made my pedestal too tall, and now I can't reach my nice things. They're just like right there. Ugh, it figures just how the rest of this stupid year is going. This constant slaps to the face, the taint, the bottom of your feet, and then your eyebrows get set on fire. I'm just gonna kick over my tower of nice things, get them down to the ground, and just have to rebuild it like everyone else right now. <laughs> Reflecting is stupid. Oh, well, it looks like we've made it to another hour, friends. Uh, I hope that you can reflect on things better than that. That was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, that was... That was amazing. That was our resident meditation expert, Falco. <laughs> Thank you, Falco. He, uh, he's a dude. He lives in Van Nuys, uh, and he sends in little meditation clips just to try and, you know, help people. That's what he's all about. <laughs> he says he's an expert and he's free, so, you know, I don't question anything else as long as they keep coming one a week. I don't have any problem with that. Dude, fair enough. Okay, we're going to take a small break. We'll be right back. Okay. Oh, yep. There we go. And we're back. Um, yeah, it was funny. So this morning, <laughs> we, you know, no one's been going anywhere for a while. Woke up this morning is good. And so bet my girl's like, hey, what do we want for lunch? Oh, let's order a fire in the mountain. They're doing drive, drive through pickup. Super easy. We wanted some fucking bomb ass wings for lunch. And so we're like, oh, you know what? We haven't gone, like really gone anywhere well. The dogs haven't been out in the house in a while. Uh, Kina, our, our black dog, our, our rot mix, um, she love like she is a nut for fucking car rides, dude. Just the <laughs> loves the shit out of it. And she hadn't gotten it. We so the Subaru that we had at parked out front, we just got that a couple month and a half ago or something. Uh, need a new car forever. We were pretty stoked that we were actually able to like get a car nice. that was good, you know. And we're like, we haven't taken her in the car yet. All right, let's go for a car ride. And so she gets in the car and we're going. Drive all the way down there, and being a Subaru, we lay down all the back seats. It's carpeted. She has the whole place to run around and nice. go crazy. And so we're driving along. We drive there. She's loving the ride. Sunroof's open. She's like trying to poke her nose out of the sunroof and just having a good old time. And then uh, we drive back, and I'm sitting there in the front seat holding our bag of food, and I'm just smelling the wings. I'm like, oh, that smells so good. And my girl's like, Man, those smell good. They smell kind of weird. And I'm like, they smell weird. And I didn't know. She goes, yeah, something something smells like shit. Oh, no. And I turn around and look behind, and there are just all of these just perfect little fucking nugs of poop oh, just no. rolling all around in the back oh, on the flat no. part of the car. And she's like, we're driving through town. And all of a sudden, Kina is like, my dog is like right there and she's like a hundred, 110 pounds, something like that. And she's like coming through the front and she knows what happened. She yeah. shit back there. She wasn't supposed to shit back there. And now she doesn't want anything to do with the entire back of our car. <laughs> and so she climbs up into the front seat, like onto my lap as Beth is driving, just like climbing over oh everything. I got to show you this picture and, and sits on my fucking lap. As we're driving through town, oh, 
and and I have a bag of food in front of me, all the purse and everything's over there, and she just gets in my lap and she's just sitting there. Like I'm chilling and, with you, Dad. And driving along and just nose out the window so she still gets her <laughs> oh fresh air. God. And she's just like uh, climbed up into the front. So and so we're driving all the way home, just shit smell in the car. But luckily, they have a good diet and they haven't been going outside and getting anything nasty. So they were right. nice, solid, hard turds. Didn't right. leave any. Easy to clean. Oh, so easy to clean. And Threw my little baseball. Guy. That's thankful. <laughs> I've come home to my dog literally shitting soup on my floor. Mm. So, yeah. That's and then I pulled fun. down my pants and, and, and stood did. over it and squatted he down did take and had a picture taken to make me. it look like it was his. Yeah. yeah. yeah one of those people old school drunk moments I've had. I love that picture. I know. I, I saw so many people like, oh, I can't believe you shit on the floor like that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, I've had some moments That's of great. pooping on the. Oh, that wasn't me. Yes, it was. I think yes, it, it happened was. twice, actually. Yeah, there's two pictures. Two different times. Yeah. Two different poop pictures. Of course. Well, after the first one was infamous, then a second opportunity comes up. You yeah, can't you pass it by to it. keep up the. Right. Oh, look at me. I did it again. Got to keep the momentum going. So I was thinking of something weird the other day. All right. So I was, I was, I was working on a car and I found myself, you know, inevitably you're doing monotonous work, like having a ratchet and tightening a bolt and just tighten, 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 tighten. And I found myself counting like a beat to it right and counting eighth notes and 16th and just like making this cool beat with my ratchet just inevitably making it in something musical and then i thought about how horrible it would be if everything i did i had to do that like if like ocd people are you ocd OCD. i'm not ocd but the music thing i do that or just naturally just comes you have to touch a doorknob seven times before you know there's none or you know like i just thought about how crazy it'd be like if all of a sudden i had to tighten 50 times and so if it took 35 times to do it all of a sudden i'd have to back off and redo it till it gets to 50 to be the right tightness and if it didn't work that time i'd have to start all over on every bolt that would be you know i i thought about how crazy ocd being ocd to that extent like people are yeah and then i thought what if you were ocd like that and everything had to be a number and then you tried to have sex and you're sitting there fucking and you had to get a certain amount of pumps or strokes or like like before you before, before you go before it could be okay with you like right. people can't leave a house without touching a doorknob four times right, right so what right. if you couldn't go to doggy style without getting 37 pumps at this angle <laughs> and then like like everything had to be this number game and what if you got to your number of strokes that satisfied that ocd part in your brain and you weren't you didn't come yet is that like then your body's telling you no you have to stop start over gonna, you have to start over like and then what if you came before you got to your number on that time because right. you was just doing it good there the day's ruined at that point <laughs> the day's ruined what do you do you have to like wait i'm gonna get another we have to try this over again you just like <laughs> need to fluff and get yourself hard again Can so you actually the people i work with a lot of them are ocd and uh oh, and it's usually not that extreme okay you know yeah uh, my, my brain just took me it's out. usually one thing or another <laughs> yeah so it'll be like numbers or, or things like you were talking about but it'll be just one of them that wouldn't be combined with the oh of. so it wouldn't be like like doorknobs and soap and water well, faucet actu- and actually sorry about you're fine that. you're fine i can clean all that up you're fine uh Actually, uh, I do have one of my guys that is doors and lights. So he turns off lights and shuts doors. So it is two things, but okay. that's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, to where he doesn't count them or any of that. Oh, okay. They just but if it's be open, done, right? he's shutting it. Yeah. Okay. If it's it light on, he's turning it off. Okay. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. But I'm sure there is more extreme. Uh, 
versions of it, yeah. you know, of course. I've seen documentaries where there's some seriously extreme versions of OCD. There uh, is. I, and, and it would be just not a way to want to live. There's people either. that eat toilet paper out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's toilet weird. paper. Or like other people's hair. Like they all go and collect all crazy yeah. stuff. People are people are in love with inanimate objects. Like, do you see that one where the the roller coaster and there's a chick like in love married a roller coaster? Right. Yeah. Whoa. Saw that. Yeah. Hey, you know what? This that's it's a real thing for real people. So yeah, there's help out there to get too. Sure. So, <laughs> sure. Seek um, help. If you, what do you if think? You want it? If you don't, marry a roller coaster. What do you think? One of them like. What what would you think would be one of the coolest things like to have to have as an OCD thing, like Tourette's? I just walk around and be able to tell people fuck themselves and be like, sorry, I'm, I I just have Tourette's. <laughs> fuck off, you know. I I I could do that. I could totally live with that. I think I'd want to be like uh like Rain Man, good at numbers or something, to where I could oh, yeah. like I just win the lottery like every two weeks. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. That would be all right. Yeah. Yep. That's actually a good one. I don't want Tourette's anymore. Yeah, just be good. Be good with numbers, but like completely socially awkward. Not want to look people in the eye ever. I'm I'm already that way. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Rain Man without the mask. With, I'm, Rain, I'm Rain Man without the. the <laughs> oh jeez. So does that make you uh, Tom Cruise then? No, oh God, no! In that, no, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> oh, I had some. Oh, uh, what's that picture of the 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 kid with? Like, he looks like he has mumps or something. His face is just all like swollen. What mask? Yeah, I think it is mask. Right. Yeah. Which one? What part of mask? Uh, the you're talking the, the movie kid. with Cher, right? The mask? Yeah. The mask. Yep. Or it was just called mask, wasn't it? Oh, or, I thought you were saying like Jim Carrey, the no, mask. No, no, no. Okay, no, no, sorry. No, it's a young kid. Because one's called mask, one's called face. the mask, right? Is that the difference between yes, those two? Yes, I think it is. Right. I think that is the difference. The mask. But yeah. Um, Dude, something else that I thought was would be or is hilarious is when somebody gets so mad that they start whisper yelling. You ever whisper yell? Do you ever whisper yell at yourself? I can't believe you are doing this right now. I've done that to my children. <laughs> I've done that in traffic. Oh, in in your car, whisper yelling? Yeah. Oh, and I've yeah. done it. I've done it disc golfing when I've had a bad shake. You're really and upset like, when I drive for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, disc golf too for sure. Mm. Yeah. But like, like saying like whole things like, "Hey, get out of the road, asshole!" Only yeah, I've never done that. No, no, it's more, it's more like, learn how to fucking drive. Or I'm like, shut the fuck up, you're gonna wake your mother up. Get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you learn to drive? I bet that's actually pretty crucial. Don't want to wake up mom. Don't wake up mom. (laughs) This is her day. She gets to sleep right now. <laughs> you will be in a world of pain. <laughs> I feel like the whisper yell is even more intimidating, though, right? Maybe. Depends on if who it's, it's apparent, from. If it's apparent to him. I would love to see a fight where one guy's screaming his head off like, come on, and the other guy's like, I'll kick your ass. Fuck you. 
I don't know. I'd be scared of the the whisper yeller. I think there's something really wrong. Well, there. that's the guy when they have a bunch of people in a it, like. That should be the intro to our music video. <laughs> oh. Oh man, that's too good. Um, Yeah, whisper yelling is something that I found fascinating. I've I've seen people come in and like returning parts to our store. Like they'll there was there was this one guy who uh, bought three parts, and he had to have been installing them completely wrong because he was they. There's no way that they're fuel injection systems, and there's no way three of them brand new in a box in a row are all bad. Right. If you get one, it doesn't work. It's something's wrong with it. Okay. That right. gets possible. Now a second one. All right. Something's happening. It's the parts aren't changing and it's not working on your car and they keep breaking. Maybe it's the car, right? So the third time he comes in with his parts and he throws them on the counter and he's like, this is a third one that does it. And I want to talk to your manager. <laughs> <laughs> and this gets like super, because he didn't want to create a scene in the store. He totally but he just wanted out. to get like, like he got so loud with his body, but just quieter and quieter with his voice. Oh, that's hilarious. I just wonder about the kind of restraint that a person has. I think I think that's somebody whose dad used to beat the crap out of them when they got right. too loud. So yeah. they get mad at their little brother and be like, <sighs> "You, that old bitch." I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm just assuming here, but that, I mean, I guess it's a it's a polite way of yelling. I, I'd rather be loud, though. I would rather be loud. Yeah, it's it's it almost seems like heart. It seems more in to me. It's more inauthentic than someone just being loud. It's like, wait, are you actually angry? But you're what? not. Honestly, if someone started whisper yelling at me, I'd probably start laughing oh, because I it totally would just be would. so weird and awkward, and I I'd, totally I'd be confused would. as well because what I'd be are like, you, doing? you know, could I, you imagine, like, uh, <laughs> you know, it'd be kind of fun now is is go up and sit, get in, get in like kind of you know situations, and then just instead of creating a scene, just whisper yell at people. <laughs> It's just like not really cause a commotion, and you're just like, oh, I'm so mad right now, and just like start freaking out, but just not being loud, and just like just being, like tense up every muscle, yeah, shake just, a little just, bit, right? This is this is everything that's wrong with this. And you're like <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, but whispering. Yeah, Randy Macho Man Savage, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man, that's what they should do. They should do a, like like you know how they do the NFL uh, like uh, bad lip readings. Oh, Have you ever yeah. seen the bad yeah. lip readings? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do whisper yelling bad lip readings but of wwf and like see that'd be fun dude WWE. that would be great you know, so, a couple of those vids are hilarious too we should totally we why can't why can't we just make this a thing we should totally. oh you're right that. we could totally just find good wwe clips and right. whisper yell the, ourselves. Yeah. Dude, ourselves right yeah and then to start a whisper yelling channel <laughs> of bad lip reading whisper yelling i didn't like take old oh, school so b-flick good. movies and whisper yell over them yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. Whisper yell a scene from The Godfather. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whisper. <laughs> <laughs> whisper. Whisper yell a scene from Airplane. Or like uh, Just any Rocky. Pic- you know. Or like Gone, First, with, uh, Gone with the Wind or something. <laughs> Casablanca. Awesome, dude. Casablanca. <laughs> <Be> awesome. <laughs> whisper yell scenes from that. Find really intense scene from like... Uh, uh oh god what's what's the what's the classic christmas movie that everybody watches all the a time christmas story oh uh, no the the black and oh this is a wonderful life it's a wonderful oh, life it's a okay, wonderful that, life that kind of classic all right yeah. see my classic is no, like you're a right. christmas story yeah, or yeah a christmas story is when the, you go cla- okay other classics the thinking, ones that make me tired well, as soon as you so said as soon as you brought up black and white movies i'm like yeah you'd have to dub a bunch of black and white movies white with christmas. Christmas. 
Yeah. Miracle on 34th Street. Do an Elvis movie and just whisper yell an Elvis movie. Or like uh, Night of the Living Dead, the old black and white version, just whisper yell that over would the be whole awesome. movie on that. They're coming to get you, brah, brah. That could be awesome. The Evil Dead. You could do any movie. Yeah. Dude, dude cool. just just whisper yelling any scenes. Find find like a really like Gone with the Wind. No, not Gone with the Wind. I mean, um, 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 oh God, why did it why um Oh, why am I uh, Dances with Wolves. That's what I was trying to think. Find yes. some like romantic or like super dark deep scene and like dances with wolves and whisper yell the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's there's something to this. Nobody steal this idea. Braveheart would be another good one. Maybe we should just blank all that out. Oh, Braveheart. Whisper yell and Braveheart parts. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. There's so many. Apollo 13. I don't know. I might just test the waters and uh, like. Uh, Whisper, yell my sex talk next time I have sex with my wife, dude. <laughs> and just see how that goes. She'll probably be like, what the fuck? But Whisper, yelling at wrong times. That could be a whole series of anything. Just going around and finding the wrong times to whisper, yell. Inappropriate yeah. Yeah, like, whispers. Like going into like a fast food place and just whisper, yell your order. You're, si- you're sitting there. You're sitting there. <laughs> I'd like a large fry. Cherry Coke. But you have to whisper, yell it. I would like a large fry. Give me your Motherfucking fries. <laughs> Sir, what's wrong with you? I must be yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> Could you whisper yell louder, please, sir? I can't understand you. I'd, I, I'd be willing to bet with the way Portland has kind of swept the mental illness out onto the streets that this is probably not the first time they would ever hear someone order their food in a whisper yell. Unfortunately, you're, you're probably right. 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 Yeah. But it'd be the first one driving a nice car, cleanly, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> with no other seeable issues. He just, you know? he just so happens to be wearing a banana costume. <laughs> yeah, just pull up in a car in a banana costume, whisper yelling in order at McDonald's. That's okay. That's a fucking. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a clip. That's gotta a, make that happen. Yeah, that's forty-five seconds. that will get you a million views on TikTok or some shit like that. I'm telling you what. Oh Super cut it together. Holy shit. <laughs> Man. So you asked me a question earlier, or oh. asked us a question earlier, and I want to ask you the same thing. Uh, the okay. question was, is uh, what did you do to kind of keep yourself sane, having to be stuck at home through the Real pandemic? Positive, and yeah. now even with the smoke, our summer was rather uh, not really like a normal summer. We couldn't go out. It was we couldn't not. do couldn't anything. And then, you know, with restrictions starting to ease on the COVID, then the fire, the wildfires happened, and then we're shrouded in uh, hazardous smoke. So we were stuck at home again, once again. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what did you do? Well, it, it's been tough. It's been real tough. Um, because right in combination with COVID hitting, my Jason and Jada moved. They left April 1st. Yeah, right then. The April, no, March 15th, everything shut down. April, right. April 1st, they moved. And so we, we had lived with them for 11 years. Oh, wow. Like we had been, we, we'd been best friends forever, like childhood friends, all of us. You know, right. his wife and my girl knew each other as kids. Me and Jason knew each other since young, young kids. Our right. parents were friends before we were born. Like, like, and then we lived together for fucking, t- you know, we went from our 20s to our 30s as a, as a group, you as guys a tribe. Are family. We were a hundred percent family, yeah. you know, and, and it's real. I did. I don't know really anybody else who has just friends that they live with that they get along with. Like, yeah. like it was kind of something that we all internally remarked as something kind of incredible that, that we had 
a couple and another couple that were just such good innate friends that they could spend a decade with each other, right. move states with each other, be the foundation of support for each other and, and not have to do it all on yourself, not yeah. be this kind of weird American mentality that's happening right now where everybody feels like they have to be such an individual that they don't want to be a part of anybody, right? right? And Well, unless it's over fucking Facebook and they can just phone in Messenger, right. their support for a group, but they're not out there... Most of the people causing all the fucking trouble aren't out there actually doing anything about what they're talking about. Yeah. They're 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 armchair fucking warriors, dude. They're right. not armchair warriors. They're not going anywhere, dude. Yeah. And and you know, and so that all everything shut down and we lost the other half of our support at the same time. So we I, I personally but both of us as a couple here spent a good month and a half going like life just there's there you know we felt so alone so shut down so oh. closed in and like you know the phone calls weren't enough facetiming wasn't enough there was just like this thing and so something that me and jason did is just to, to to we 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 both recognized we had to do something to maintain because at the same time we weren't having any band practice band practice were stop you know mark our drummer is part he had pneumonia real Whoa, bad scary. he was he was hospitalized for a month and a half oh, six wow. seven oh weeks in, in like 2008 yeah. like this was this nine 2009 so this oh, was okay. this was this was 11 years ago but he's never his lungs have never been the same since sure. you know and oh, so man. as soon as this happened they you know he was extra careful like boys right. i'm not going anywhere right. you know and exactly how it should be but right. so I, I i lost music I lost being able to go places and do things. I lost my fucking best friends and like all at the same time. And so this podcast helped. The one thing I did to keep positive, what one mindfulness, I already talked about that. I really, really practiced meditating and, and being, feeling every feeling I was going to feel, not running away from them, not being afraid of, of, of being terrified and crying and hurting and, and and whisper yelling into my sleep and, you know, and like, feel all those feelings, but then deal with it and let it go and get it out and just kind of be your body, be you here, be you experiencing these things, notice everything coming in and then it's okay that you felt it and let it go. You know, this podcast has helped. I've been able to have conversations, you know, a lot of my conversations since they left and I kind of reformatted and went to me and um, have been over the phone. So I'm getting to talk to people who aren't in Portland. Yeah. Right. You know, before that, it was just everybody was local and they came in and sat in the room and I never even thought about reaching outside of my bubble. Right. And now I am. And See, I'm that's talking cool. To, that's awesome. Cool. It is. And so I'm talking to people in Nashville. I'm talking to people in Idaho. I'm talking to people in California. I'm talking to people yeah. in Cal you know, all over the place. That's and, really cool. And um that's been good. It's been some sort of rigidity that but I even lapsed and I've gotten a th- uh, you know, I I probably didn't do an episode for Almost a month there in like July, I I just let myself go, and it was something that I I I felt in such a funk that I didn't feel I had anything to say. I felt so low that I didn't even think that a nonsense podcast with no one listening, right. well, you know, not no one listening, but it's not like a huge audience. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't. I just felt worthless. I didn't feel oh, anything. Buddy. No, I did, you know, and, and, and I didn't feel anything to say. And so I didn't feel like I had anything to say. And so once the, the COVID restrictions got lifted a little bit, um, I got out, I play, I played disc golf for the first time in like five months and just getting out and throwing and like, 
it, it honestly felt like working out. And I hadn't worked out, but all of a sudden I was having to think of my hand, think of my arm position, shoulder position, right. think of tightening my core and pulling through and, and getting technical with my body and kind yeah. of getting that relationship back. Um, we, you know, we, once it, we got the new car, see the other problem was the old car we have, which I still use just to go to work and back, but it, it's a piece of shit. And it was, <laughs> we'd had it for seven years and, and, um, you know, it, it wasn't good for long drives. So we got this. We drove to Mount St. Helens and did a hike around Mount St. Helens, oh, nice. you know, on, on one day when it was a beautiful day out. And we got out and enjoyed nature for an entire day. That's cool. And like got out of the set, got out of the city, got out of the house, got out of our COVID restricted lives and just went and enjoyed nature. So there's been little things that I've used as kind of big buffer, like, like a big kind of pick me up. And then it just kind of tapers off and I feed off that for a while and, um, but honestly, it's, it's still a struggle right now, man. It's yeah. every day is still a struggle. You know, it's, I, I try to stay positive with now music's happening again. I'm getting regular band practices again. Dude. That's something that's, that, that is a schedule in your life that you can look forward to. Right. Well, and music is a big, big part of, of, yeah. uh, I feel like mental health and, and emotional health. It is. You know? It really is. Especially if you are a musician and you gets right. taken away from you. Right. You know? It's where I vent. Yeah, like yeah. that's oh, yeah. where a lot of my I've had a lot therapy. of well, and stuff. The other big thing that really helped, and it goes back to kind of setting, setting a, a, a rudiment for yourself, is me and Jason together. We're both apart, and we went, man, we have all this fucking time right now. Let's challenge ourselves with with our with with a passion with something. So I I took bass playing because I'm a bassist. He's a drummer, but he wanted to learn guitar, so he he bought a guitar and really wanted to. St- practice you know and so we said we're going to challenge ourselves and we're still in the throes of it now and every day for a hundred days straight we're going to practice something for an hour a day and devote yourself to something that maybe you're not good enough at that you want to get better it could be painting it could be wood carving it could be leather working it could be golfing it could be disc golf music instruments singing jumping jacks yes (laughs) yes push-ups does it doesn't matter what it is take something and devote yourself to that thing un, i mean as ambitiously as unapologetically as possible for an hour a day for a hundred days we thought about making it the challenge for 30 days but now nah, it wasn't long enough right 60 days 90 days well all those kind of feel just like you know a month and I, we're at day 83 Right now, oh, of a hundred days, months. get almost to get, getting almost to three months. Um, almost, you know, our hundred days is getting pretty close. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's set, we're still in the seventies. I don't know. I keep. I think I've lost track, but we're we're in the late seventies, early eighties, um, and it's fucking amazing. It. Well, this is the first time in my entire life as a musician that I've never not taking a day off of touching my instrument. For like, I mean, I've gone three, almost three months, and I've never taken a day off of not touching bass. And it's the first time in my entire career as ever playing an instrument that I've ever done it. Right. There's always been one day or two days in a row or something like that where I just go to the beach and I go party and I never right. fucking pick it up and play it. Right. And not only am I doing that, I'm for- forcing myself, if I touch it, it's for an hour. Yeah, that's that's a good chunk of time, too. It, it really is. You know, it allows you to really focus on getting everyday micro micro managing where your skills are at you know you don't play for three or four days the first day you pick back up after three or four days oh, it's of not rusty. playing oh, it's yeah. rusty and all oh, you're doing yeah. is getting your, your your two hands in sync again, again. Right. right you know i'm i'm i didn't 
I've never really thought that I couldn't be this or ever could be this in sync, but I've never played for 80 days straight. It's and like, something to be said when you, you know, they say, you know, to practice every day makes perfect. Even if it doesn't make perfect, it makes really good. You know, it, 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 it you, you start finding weaknesses that you didn't know you had. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you, you really do. You see it through a whole new level. And it's almost like it's, it is the whole thing of where are you at in your body? Where are you the rider and behind watching this body become a bass player or a painter or a guitar player or a singer or a drummer? Or are you, the body becoming better. Are you identical to your hands muscles learning those parts better? Are you identical to whatever part of it is that you're doing it? What, where are you located in the process of getting better? Right. You know? And, and so that hundred day challenge that we've done, um, has probably been the biggest contributing factor to me staying positive is that every day I get off of work, I come home and I practice. That's awesome. And or I'm having a band practice, pulled my bass, and that's my practice for that day. And that's a two hour practice, two and a half hours when we have band practice, you know. So some days I go in there and I don't stop when my hour's up because right. now I'm oh, 70 days into it. I honestly don't know. I'm not going to stop. Like it's become such a fucking thing that I can't imagine a hundred days gets done. And on day 101, I don't get off work and pick my bass up. That's become a part of you. You know, I can't imagine me taking a day off now. Right. Like, I probably will. Like, I won't feel pressured to either wake up or like, like you know, we go on a trip to St. Helens all day. I woke up before we went on that trip and played bass for an hour and then got her up. We went out in the car and went because I had to get in for that day because I knew we were going to be, I was going to be spent when I got home. Yeah. You know, so. That's how I am with, with the, the new workout schedule I do, you know, since I have did, did the lifestyle change. I'm the same way. And now I can't even think of a day at missing out on lifting weights isn't it crazy yeah i went and bought a bike everything i saw that yeah. man and took a couple spills oh, on that I, fucker. I split my head bad but that was just pure stupidity on the fourth july I, yeah. I was having a little too much fun and let's say i shouldn't have been riding my bike around so and uh yeah i took a, a minor good concussion spill. later yeah, I had a concussion and uh, and I uh, should have had stitches and in my head and uh, I Fuck bled it. all over the place. <laughs> Vikings don't get sk- stitches. He, this guy was there and yeah, I was there. Yeah. I was soaking towels. <laughs> yeah. so. No, he was bleeding a lot. Yeah, head head yeah. wounds always. They do bleed. I have worse. a nice. I have, a, I have a gorgeous little scar up here. It's so. about that long. So thin blood. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, and that I learned a lesson. Do not whiskey and bicycles don't mix, and it's not a good idea. But and, on, and, and I decided that it was time for my dumbass to get a helmet. So I got a I got a nice helmet yeah. for my bike rides. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. I saw. That's that's always smart, and it's funny. It's one of those other ego things where you're like, I don't need a fucking helmet. Oh, yeah. wait, no, my brain's important. I don't care right. how I fucking look. That's the other thing. Where are you? What part of your body yeah. are you? Well, it's you're, it's. It, I don't think people realize how easy it is to to die from hitting their heads. Uh, my friend Justin, his daughter was skating in Springfield, and she was uh, skating over there by the mall, and she fell, hit her head, and she got back up and was walking with her friends, and then started complaining, you know, you know, uh, started talking about how she was feeling nauseous, started throwing up, and passed out, and went into a coma and passed away. And that was from smacking her head. So Justin went out and made it, did a big thing and, and, and was giving helmets away to kids and stuff. And, and you think I would have learned from that, 
I didn't learn until I actually smacked my head. And I had a, a pretty good concussion. I went into the ER the next day. I was like finding myself standing in rooms and not knowing why I was standing there and stuff. Uh, and had a pretty pretty good headache and stuff. So I went in there and they checked me and did a, you know a, a CAT Fuck, scan. Man. And then they were like, "Yeah, you have a concussion. Go home. Don't watch TV. Stay off phone. Stay off computer. And sleep. don't go to sleep." Oh, they no, told you. To they sleep. told me to rest. Yeah, they told oh, me wow. to sleep I, and rest. I always thought concussion protocol that first a- night. Oh, don't sleep the first. night. The first gotcha. night they have to wake you up on that. But I'd already gone to sleep. I had already went to bed, passed out, woke up. I woke up and even my pillows were soaked in blood, and I was hungover as crap and. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, I learned, you know, sometimes for me, you know, I guess I have to, to, to learn the hard way by learn by doing, you know, uh, well, isn't it, isn't it what I kind of mimicking when I said earlier, no one really knows their toes are there until they fucking stub them. Until they fucking stub them. Right. And then you just, oh, wait, oh no, that's a part of me. Okay. Let me, you know, (laughs) and, and, and if you're going to be in a thing where maybe you can stub your toes a lot, you wear steel toed boots. (laughs) You know, I have a pair of steel toed boots just for that occasion. Yeah. And if you're going to be in a thing where maybe you could hit your head a bunch, protect that fucking head yeah right. i know and and it's it's funny that it takes you you know 30 to 40 years through your life to for some of that shit to finally click <laughs> like <laughs> and it like right uh you're told as an eight-year-old wear a helmet right why my brain's fine yeah you're told as a 15 year old wear a helmet ah my brain's fine and once you smack it and realize okay that's a lot more fragile than i thought it was yeah. and then then you you make that leap yeah i i had a hard time picking out a helmet because i had to fight that pride that oh these helmets look dumb these the all, ego. I, I i'd look at the helmets i'm like these all look like the ship from flight of the navigator you know <laughs> they all every helmet looks like that ship <laughs> and I, but I found a cool, you know, a, a good one that's nice and round, and it's 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 kind of a multi-bike skater-style helmet, you know. Uh, so I was happy with it, even though it I still look, look like, like a gump. It's better than dying if I take a spill, you know. 100%. And I ride hard when I well, ride. I, I just don't see why everybody just doesn't wear, like, a motocross helmet, full face covered. Because, like, right. if you still bust in your face when you go face first. You can still first, bust your face, you yeah. Know, Motocross helmets look stick sticker them all the fuck up. They look sick as hell. They have you can make like it reminds me of Scorpion or Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. Just like right, things poking out in front guard. of your face, gnarly it up, and just wear a fucking motocross helmet. Dude. Right, right. Especially if well, if if you're doing a lot of you know extreme downhill mountain biking sure. and stuff, I I see them wearing. I've seen oh yeah them wearing those. But type dude, of I've seen enough fucking chicks riding a bike going over a little hill, not seeing a curb there, and just face over the handlebars. Oh. Yeah, right into the thing. I'm like, you need people should be wearing full face covering if they're just like not really athletic and they wear their hobbyist bike riders who can go through a rut and twist a tire and fall quick and then not have that balance. Wear a fucking full face helmet, man. I think I think, you know, I don't know. I no, I agree it. with you. You can get, you can really bust a face up with a face plant off a bike. Oh yeah, like I've done really it really bad. Gra- gravel though, you know, unfortunately, but just tearing your face up and just. Oh, I've done it, man. It's oh. bad. Yeah, no fun. No, no fun. fun no, it's not fun. But it's been fun getting the bike and riding again, though. Well, I, you know, it. it there is a sense of liberation. There's a, a absolutely. There's, there's there's a mechanical sense. There's a there's a, a workout kind of, as well. You're getting like a good workout. Like I feel like physically that I'm I'm cleaning myself. You and, get some cardiovascular work. Absolutely. You know, um, 
And, and, and you have fun. I hit downhill dirt trails. I do jumps. I if you know if there's a root sticking up in the sidewalk, you know I'm gonna jump that. You know, fuck yeah. Uh, it, there's a lot of fun to it as well. You know, and and it's a solo thing. I could sit there and just be in my own head and yep. clear my head and think and you know, especially just, when I and, do the twenty mile rides. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the, the the coolest thing is, is if you need to get a little more out, you just pedal fucking harder. Yeah. Right. Yep. And you just oh, I'm not. You stand up on this fucker. I mean, get my you know, and you can put all the aggression into that, and it just takes it, man. Right. I I enjoy it. I haven't ridden. In, I used to ride pretty hard when I was a teenager with, with like a couple of good friends. We'd you know go down big hills and we'd ride the paths and you know we'd go yeah. we'd actually ride up like Skinner's Butte and Eugene and then we'd find like the the most dirt pathway down between trees and riding through people's yards and stuff down sure. at the bottom and you know and uh, and I hadn't done that. You know I've let myself kind of go. <laughs> you know i i found i found my woman and i lived a good life right? you know and i gained a bunch of weight and i stopped riding yeah. bikes i stopped lifting weights stopped doing all that stuff and i became the biggest raddest couch potato you've ever met fuck yeah but yeah getting the bike again and getting out that's just another thing for that this seems seemed healing for me like being out of the house i'm completely unplugged just like disc golf i'm unplugged from phones computers anything Out excuse me digital life anything digital life just getting unplugged from all that crap and getting yeah. outside with the fresh air and the trees and and just being out there it's it's it i think it's i think people need it more than they actually know and i think it people need to be out there doing it more often it that's was healing one thing for this this year has taught us for yeah. sure yeah this get is, out uh, there and do we need to be out people need to be out in nature and out in you know, well, get, and and get the, unplugged. From and for all most that. people, once they're there doing it, they don't want to stop. It right, is actually right, just right. going to do it. Getting, yeah. getting, walking out the but front door and getting in your car. But most most people are just balls deep in that phone, dude, and all the time they're just and you so, can't. They're just anytime you look at them, you yeah. know. And and you know, I don't have a cell. I have a cell phone, but I don't use it. It sits pretty much not charged, but I have a PC, so I'm in... I have. It's like a giant fucking phone to me, I guess, in a sense. Yeah. I'm always in front of the computer, so same fucking thing. So just to get away from all that. Mm, that's, that's another thing that's super healing about doing this is... You know, one was a, a, other than, you know, maybe sometimes at home or families, but, but even then, it's not very often that you sit down for two hours without a phone in your hand right. and just look at other people in the eyes and just have a conversation about wherever your brain takes you. You just right. roll through your thoughts of the day and, right. and talk and have questions and just kind of not have an agenda, not, right. you know. This is shit that I well, think is missing. And it's real too. communication. People on people that are on the internet and on social media and doing all that stuff, they're typing. They're not seeing the tones and reflections in people's right. voices and in their body postures. Perception and is skewed. While they're conversating. So in their mind, they already have a set voice for how that comment is posted. 100%. And in that post, that, that comment you may have you know posted might be in the most nicest way but in their head they're seeing it as an attack as a yell or and sometimes they will get you know uh defensive on that and right. the next thing you know you're having the wars and then you start getting frustrated and then it's just typical facebook shit but i think totally. people don't have you you have to have human interaction and communication i, I personally believe that body posture that tone of voice yeah. the eyes it, uh, you need all that but, to communicate properly but it it I would I would agree on everything, and I would add 
that in the interaction you need to have has to be something that is understandably mutually beneficial for both parties. Absolutely. If the interaction you're getting is one way, the only interaction you're getting is your checkout person when you go to the store and they're just one, it's a transaction. They're right. scanning yeah. your groceries, you give them money. That's not a human interaction. That's not right. an interaction. You know, asking for a Big Mac in the fucking drive-thru is not an interaction. No, I'm That's, talking like this. talking, communicating, yeah. actually conversating. Right. You yeah. Know, like yeah. The, the actual having conversations. I think a lot of these people who are fighting and unfriending each other and, and being hateful and angry would probably be less angry well, with these conversations, talking face to face people because of these qualities we need to see. Yeah. In I think there would see a lot of misunderstandings. Yeah, it, yeah. A lot of shit gets misconstrued on right. the internet. Just that just a, a one sentence can be seen three different ways. I've been ways. guilty of it myself. We all oh, have. me too. Yeah. We all have. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, me too. Well, and then, and then also right now is right. Specifically right now is even tougher because there's a large group of people who, you know, I know I know quite a few friends because they were in IT or they were in something like that where they had an office to go into. All of a sudden, they're at home for three months. They're single. They live by themselves in an apartment that they rent. Now they're at home and they don't have anywhere to go. Their friends can't hang out. They don't. Their normal activities went. There's no one. Right. In, there's no one hanging out at places. Right. right. So I I had friends who did, wouldn't leave their house for a month. Like didn't get out of their house for a month. Yeah. You know, like, hey, this is day 35 people without human interaction. And they're like, alone, like literally alone, not with like, yeah, family or dogs, you know, that that would be rough. And and then for them, all of a sudden, I, I can I can so easily see. How sentences online impact you more, I can so easily see how at that moment. If all you get, I mean, you know, lock a, lock a guy in solitary confinement in a prison, but then give him one sentence a day of outside language. The only thing he hears outside is one sentence a day. How much will he chew that sentence up every day? How, how many times will he replay that one sentence in his head as innocuous as it could have been over and over and over again and spin it and spin it and now that's happening from random strangers who aren't in front of you or on the other side of a cell wall. That's coming from across an internet and code. Right. And you're that that is literally the only interaction they're getting because of circumstances outside of their control. You know, it's it's it, there's no there's nothing there's no countermeasures for our public for loss of community. There is nothing right now that is I don't know, man. It's 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 tough to know that there's a thirty percent, forty percent of our country right now is in that boat. Yep. Stuck. Yeah. Not going anywhere. Right. No one to talk to, but the only people they've been stuck with, you know, and broke. Right. That's the other part. It's a fuck shitty deal. What do you do? What do we do? What do you think moves forward? Where do you what what do you think is the Gets us out of this moving forward from here as a people. Is that too big of a question? No. No, I think people just, I think we need to come together. What brings you together, though? That is the question. Yeah. Because if it, it, I agree, it's something to come, but what, what is it? What, what is the thing that you could offer to everybody that is equally compatible? I wish I knew. Right. I mean, it, I think it's going to take something super drastic, some massive world catastrophe. Aliens. 
or something to bring the people together now because everybody's Natural so disaster. fucking divided and everybody's so angry right now. There's a lot of angry people right now and it's just getting worse. And I honestly think it's going to take some horribly major world catastrophe like something, you something know, bigger than a meteor. Bigger, yeah. Yeah, yeah you said it earlier, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not talking like a full extinction. If no, I'm just talking something that's gonna make a everybody open their eyes and realize. Yeah. Well, if 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 instead of you know a couple hundred thousand in a pandemic over six months, it's uh, five hundred million or a billion, like that, like, like that. that, right, right. Oh shit! Like yeah, you're right. Planet wide, that's oh shit. We that's just that's uh, oh shit. Us, yeah. uh, well, know, not only that, ten percent of the planet's gone all of a sudden. Fifteen percent of the planet's gone all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. That's you know. I think it would take something very drastic. I, I, I that's just my opinion. I mean, I agree. I've it, seen a lot. Doesn't it of... suck that it has to be that extreme for it to actually matter, though? Like, all right. why? Why can't? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could. I mean. It's I I could be totally wrong, and I'm probably most likely no, you're, wrong. But I, don't think I you just are. feel like after you know seeing what's going on and reading what's going on and watching what's happening with our planet, I I, I and 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 the issues that we're already facing and tackling in yeah. within the world, and it's still not enough. I, I I think the only thing is everybody loses something drastically. You know that big catastrophe. History always repeats itself too, and the Earth has already proven before that it will it will heal itself. Oh yeah, the Earth doesn't give a fuck about yeah. us. We are yeah. we are a shit stain. That's, that's kind of yeah. what I look at too. That's the other well see that's the other big uh big kind of thing that that I think is missing in the majority of people is to realize that we're not that significant. Right. Right. As you know, I mean, yeah, humans are special, don't get me wrong. We in we should be caring about each other and we we do fucking matter. Right. Right. But we're not important. Right. We're not There's a large majority of this planet who rightly or wrongly feels they are ordained an ownership of the land that is here. Right. It was right. given to us because we were given to the plant. Like this is something that is out of our control. This, you know, that whether it's any, any religion, there's something outside of you that put you here because you own this place. Right. And as soon as we are stewards of the land, it is written in there that, we are the perfect ones created in that image. The, the, the land is ours. The, the animals were placed here for us. Right. <laughs> right? Isn't that taught? I mean, it, that makes you matter way more than the, we actually matter to the planet. Right. You know? And, and I think that creates separatism. That creates un, unwise views. I mean, that's why... I honestly believe that's why that people won't accept climate change is real. Because... To accept climate change is real is to then say something is out of our control that we made worse. That we made worse. Right. And how can we do something to the planet that was given to us that is not in the design of the one who gave it? So for with that model, climate change, we can't be affecting this planet because it's here for us. We can't make it worse. This is just what happens to the planet that was given to us, but it's not going to – we can't be doing this because – it's designed for us. A lot of people think that way. That's they do. Yeah. You know, and and it's and and it's not 
it is not wrong that they thought they it is it's it's not wrong that they think that there is a land giver it, they not that it's not wrong that they think that there's a creator for them it's to not to, to think then that inaction is the answer okay fine the planet was made for us and given for us Litter is obviously bad. Go go as microscopic as you want. Litter, we, we know littering is bad. Right. Even if this planet is given to us, littering is bad. Okay, let's go a little bigger. What about littering the air? If we we don't want to litter the ground and litter the ocean, why not litter, not litter the air either? And so I, I, I think that's when the step gets made that is kind of... And, and, and that trickles down to everything, man. That trickles down to racist ideology in cops. That trickles down to racist ideology in our governments. Right. That, that trickles down to the earth is fucking flat. That trickles down to anti-vax. That trickles down to every one of those decisions that actually affects human well-being. And it, it, to me, I think that is the disconnect. I think yep. the, the education of, of making humanity first regardless of your beliefs about supernatural and extrinsic things and things that are outside of our control, why not accept that's all there? Okay, but humanity still matters more than that. Human hum humanity, not I, not my individual rights, not I'm not wearing a fucking mask. Humanity matters. And I think you're right. It will take something catastrophic to leave the remainder of humanity caring about the other humanity right. because we lost so many of us that it's incomprehensible right. if any more died, right. right? For a while, World War II was that number. Yeah. Totally. It was. For a generation or two, World War II, World War I and World War II were close enough together, the millions that died in those two wars was incomprehensible for the rest of the planet. Right. Yeah. Then smaller, it took, but then all of a sudden the numbers started getting smaller and smaller and there were fewer and fewer of these things and death stopped mattering. All of a sudden they weren't showing caskets coming home from wars on the TV anymore. They quit showing funeral processions for military members on TV. All of a sudden we, we weren't connected to our soldiers fighting overseas and right. dying. We weren't connected to the death and the toll that is still plaguing everywhere, but us. We don't have that in our borders. Ever, almost every other country on earth has a fucking war at some point going on in their borders right now. We don't. And we don't even see that it's happening to us, but it's not on TV. It's, it's out there, right? There's no, there's no connection to humanity. There's no tying thing. That I can guarantee most of the country here do not think they are the same people as English people. Britons. Right. Irish, Australians, Welsh, Chinese, Azerbaijani, Turkish, South African, Nigerian. We're all the same fucking people. Yep. We're right? We're right? all fucking human beings. Yes. Yeah. It's the human race. It's one race. Yes. One. Yeah. There is no divisiveness in our DNA. Right. No one is organized by dna although i do planet. think it'd be kind of cool to be a klingon sometimes sure i think it'd be great to be a klingon just battle over fish shoot lasers at your opponents right. in space 
I still shoot lasers at my opponents. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know, man. It's 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 a wild time. It's a wild time. There's no doubt about it. Sorry for my diatribe there. I went. You're all I feel good. Like I, I went off. Oh yeah, so- you took me on a little journey right there. For sorry, sure. sorry for going all well, uh, the, funny on you. No, no, I, 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 I enjoy. That is what I wanted. That's I, you know that's why I was talking about uh, OCD fucking and you know, whisper yelling because I was trying to, to like there there is a monotony to this. Okay, because the other problem is is yeah these are things that are on everyone's mind right now. Right, right. All these topics. How do we move past this? How do we organize with people? How do we get caring and and love and in all and everything without having someone else that isn't you added to that yeah how how does that happen and i think that's on everyone's mind but part of the reason i like doing this podcast is to break the monotony of what every fucking news outlet is shoving down your throat what 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 no one can make let you forget about for a little bit right right isn't that part of the problem with facebook in the first place runs rampant Misinformation and just yeah. and oh, relentless, insanity. relentless yeah. attention to demise, right. relentless attention to the suffering and the pain on the planet that's happening. Right. I mean, it's there and it's important and we should be paying attention to it. But isn't anyone want to talk about how cool it would be to, to I don't know. I mean, do just, something about do, it. Do, Fix it. Yeah. Yeah. It would be nice. More people need to do that. The, the the positivity on the other side of that die that you rolled is is still a part of that die, and if, if focusing on only this one face of it and forgetting there are five other faces of that die, it's everyone is just gonna always be staring at the wrong fucking thing. Everyone's I see a one, no, I see a six, no, I see a four. Fuck your six and fuck your one. It's a four. It's like, but what no, about my wait, three, guys? It's a fucking die. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. It's not. It's not a side of that. It's a die. Yeah. That's what you're seeing, you know? You're not arguing about sides, and yeah. but people are. People are. Yeah, unfortunately. You know? And and maybe maybe part of the problem is um, that, that they're, they, they, because of the lack of understanding who you, where you are in your body, what you are, maybe they, all of a sudden, their ideas are what they are, right? Like, whether global warming is real or not, is what they are it is it is where they exist in that fight in that claim like they're not their body they're not their toes getting stubbed they're not their head they are that idea all of a sudden they're the you know it becomes very personal well and as soon as you say one thing about that like hey this fact is wrong fuck your facts yeah it's an instant attack how dare you talk about me like that yeah. It's like, no, dude, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about your idea. Yeah. Right. That, 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 the, the nonsense you spouted out of your mouth, not you, you know, unless you are those words that are already gone. It does become like, personal. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's wild, man. Well, I think, uh, you know, we come from an age where I grew up and had disagreements with my friends all the time. Yep. yep. And it yep. wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't fighting words. Well, nowadays it, it's fighting words. Yeah. But no. if it was fighting words, what'd you do? You fucking fought. You actually right. fought. It yeah. Was, it was right. a fist fight and then it was done. Right. And then it was over. Right. And now. It, Much like earlier, like you were saying, uh, processing your feelings and processing it and yeah. acknowledging it. And, and then it's gone. Yeah. It's literally yep. the same thing. Well, it's, you know, it, it's the. 
road rage is a, a microcosm of everything that's on going on. It's it's the people who get mad at other people getting mad. Right. Like to 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 be in a bubble where you're driving in a four thousand pound death machine yep. on rubber ice skates yep. on pavement at sixty miles an hour, and you care that someone else isn't going as fast as you. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are you right now? Right. <laughs> what, 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 what is your existence that that is the most important? Right. Part. That's okay. because people are in a hurry nowadays. Yeah. Everybody's in a true. hurry. They want to get to their point, their destination, get there fast, get mm-hmm. there, get there, I get, get there. I get upset with people that uh, are dangerous, that yeah, drive dangerously. Dangerous Those are the people that I get upset sure. at. Sure, kind of road rage on. I don't road rage as far as like I'm yeah, not go piss again. following yes. anybody. But no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, hey, while you do that, we're getting. Oh, what time is it? Oh shit, we're getting pretty good. Um, yeah, we only got a little more, guys. We're almost there. Let me pause this. All right, Sebastian's the one with the weak bladder this time. Yeah, okay. I I've drank. Uh, I drink about a gallon of water every day. So that's I drink. Good. I drink two of these, and then that's not. Including like whatever, like if I've had my my protein shake for the day, lots of or, water equals lots of pee. And sometimes I I now indulge on a little bit like uh, some chocolate almond milk. You know, oh yeah, that's good stuff. So I'm not yeah. I I you know the sugar content's high, and I try to stay away from that. And it's still processed, but it's it's good. You know, I don't do dairy anymore. So right, the chocolate almond milk is fucking delicious. That's awesome, man. That's fucking great. It's just as good as just normal chocolate milk, in my opinion. If just as thick, if not thicker. That's what I she love it. said. Thick chocolate. Mm. Milk. I mean, <laughs> thick chocolate milk. It's, it's almond <laughs> milk. It's almond yeah. milk, though. You got to squeeze those almond teats. Uh. <laughs> yeah, almond almond milk is so misleading. But, I mean, it, it's not milk. It's, no, no, it's, no. It's, it's squeezed water. It's just squeezed water with, you know, all I guess the juice of crushed pulverized almonds in it, but it's still yeah. good. I use, uh, I use the unsweetened vanilla uh, sometimes in my protein shakes. So it's shakes. almond juice? So, yeah, in a sense, it's, it's, it's almond it's, juice. It's, it's actually almond right. tea. Almond tea. Yeah, I guess almond okay. tea. Because, because they, 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 they make a brine. They make a brine. They soak all the actual pulverized almonds right. in it and then squeeze it and extract the just the nuts of it left. Sounds tasty. That's how I feed my wife for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> extract the nuts and wring them out. Yeah, make that make that nut tea. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Um, I had some when she hears this. <laughs> so, so sorry, babe. So what? Uh, one of the weirdest concepts I've thought about right now is marketability and things that are being sold right now are the hundred night free trials of mattresses. <laughs> right, hundred night, hundred night free trial. So you, three, you go and you so buy just a little over three month free trial there of a mattress. So people go and but. What happens to those return mattresses after three months of fucking return mattress? Yeah, but but what do these companies do then with their mattress? Say you you go buy you go order a Tempur Pedic, you sleep and you fuck and you do everything on that thing for ninety days. Maybe most of the people that end up with the the, doing the trials like the bed and keep them. That's what they hope for, and or they hope that you forget about the hundred days and and you're like I don't really like it, but you live with it because it's already there, and you don't want to deal with the hassle of packaging it up yourself. I think that's what a lot of people do. Sure, it's it everything's a hassle now, even if it's really not that much of a hassle. Right, hassle now. 
But you know there are some of those studious motherfuckers out there who are ordering mattress after mattress after mattress from company after company so after I'm company. God, dude, that sounds like a great idea. Thank you for place. the idea. I'm in need of a new mattress. So, and... so, so you go to Tempur-Pedic, you get a four, you get you get a hundred day trial. You so you have one mattress for three months. You kick it back at eighty nine days. Give it that ten days to get back to their place. You have the new one already coming for your hundred day trial. So mattress out, mattress in, and now you're on a Swiss a, a Sealy mattress, and then you can go to a fucking Casper mattress. Then you can go to a and, and try. I wonder if they have like these mattresses covered in like a, a plastic or something that they have to keep on just in case they return oh, it until I'm the sure, trial. I'm sure they up. also say no stains on it. I'm sure they oh, also I'm have sure all there's of stains. these. Other but that's what I'm saying. If you keep a plastic sure. wrap that you can cut off there at the end or something, so you know their skin cells aren't all in the mattress from over three months of laying on it, sweating on it. Yeah. You know, because I sweat when I sleep. Oh no, me too, man. And, dude, I'm saying. Are you guys yeah. okay? Do you guys sleep in the full nude? I sleep in the full I nude, and boxers. I have a box fan next to my head about a foot, two boxers. feet away. Do you? Yeah. I, I, I've only recently, uh, within the last six months, five months, I, I'm like, I was hot. It was hot this summer. I'm like, why do I have one extra layer of something yep. on me in bed? And I took it off. Now, I can never imagine wearing boxers to sleep again. Yeah, same here. As Same soon man. as I did it, and it's it's just like that one extra thing, and I was afraid I would like roll over and lay on my dick or something. Oh, dude, like, especially you, you with good don't. sheets, dude. It's yeah, dope. you just you just you just rock and roll. I, I it's one of those weird things. Yeah. It's one of those weird. I'm things. sure my wife would be fine with it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah I, I, I it's it's honestly weird to think that like in I don't know that like parents are like as kids like hey make sure you wear clothes to bed so you're not naked in there yeah you know I don't ever well that's because my mom because when wear you know PGs, back I guess, but, but they, back but they the, bought you underwear but they, see, so well, it was subliminal thing it was just sure. you just had them there and you wore them right. well and, and also back in the day you know uh, things were colder and, and dirtier and, yeah. and dirtier so I mean wearing pajamas when you were a little kid was right. was I know that I lived you know I was a poor kid growing up so we didn't have like well heat cranked up in the house we had like a wood stove in the living room that you tried to heat the house with and then you went to bed and it was cold and it was cold cold till the next morning and you went out and started a fire. When I was a kid, I would would sleep in long pants, wool socks, fucking hoodie. You know, I was same thing, poor kid in Alaska. But now, I I don't care. Even if it's cold, I'm still naked under those blankets. Oh, that's one of the things that happened as an adult that I was like, the cooler the better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's, like I said, I sleep with a box fan. I run hot too. What about cold showers? You guys cold shower? Uh, um, I depends. like my showers hot. I like hot showers. So. Yeah, man, that's the next step in in self actualization. I mean, I've done the, the the lukewarm showers, and they're not bad. Like on a hot summer day, I'll do a cold shower. Well, oh. more lukewarmish. Here's here like here's, you're talking cold. I am like I'm, cold. here's what I do. Cold. I get in there with a lukewarm shower. That's okay. how I shower most almost everything and lukewarm. Off. And nope. So I stand there. I do all my stuff, and then. It's been a building process because you follow the Wim Hof guy. Have you ever heard of Wim Hof? Uh-uh. He is this Wim Hof is this crazy Nordic uh, extremophile kind of guy, and he's mastered this breathing technique that he says he picked up from Buddhist monks. Oh, I think I have heard back okay, in yeah. the day, and these are the guys who hike Nepal, right? And, and they're they're Nepalese. Um, uh, Sherpas. Yeah, Sherpas. And they have this breathing technique that they do that allows them to not only, one, exist at high altitude without oxygen, I mean, over 20,000 feet without oxygen for days at a time. Two, they don't have hats. They, they're bald-headed. They're wearing sh- light shoes. Right. And they're walking up the mountain in robes. And they don't get frostbite. 
They don't freeze. They don't get hypothermia. And they don't get oxygen deprived. And all they have is a breathing technique. And so it's in body's natural. Obviously, they're doing something. So this guy learned this technique. And it is all about getting your body acclimated to cold water for long periods of time and breathing big breath. And there's this whole breathing thing about nose through the mouth and holding your breath for a while and, right. and oxygenating your blood and this whole thing. Um, but it's supposed to increase cytokines in your in your blood uh, your blood cells. It's supposed to increase telomere length. It's yeah, supposed I'm to right have all this. of this, this cold shock shit. It's supposed to really be preventative on age, on bones, on joint deterioration because heat is inflammation. And yeah. so if you get your body cold, then it actually does stuff. That's why ice baths are so big. That's well, you know, there's all this cryo tanks now, and and they're doing all this super cold. But anyway, well, yeah, and, and and the ice tanks are really good for you know muscle recovery after super. hard, extensive workouts super. and rides and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but but Makes so sense. so Wim Hof, it, one of the crazy things is he goes, he says, I can not get hypothermia. I can actually get in an ice bath and increase my inner core temperature just by breathing. I can also allow my core temperature to get down super low and have my heartbeat get super low and I not die. And so he went to Harvard. They put him in this fucking crazy thing, all the sensors up to his brain, and there's a whole documentary about this guy. And they put him in a giant ice bath that was 27 degrees, like salted water, 27 degrees, below freezing, floating water, and he sat in there doing his breathing work, got all the way down to like 50 degrees, 60 degrees internal body temperature. Well, they say 80 degrees is hypothermia. Yeah, yeah. And he's way down, super low heartbeat, and then he just starts doing these big breaths, and they, he calls it fire breathing. And all of a sudden, his internal temperature goes boom, 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 96, 97, 98. 99 his o2 stats are climbing like all through breath work and now he's been doing this breath work for 30 years right. it is it is a time thing of getting your body used to this but he is now it's so connected to his autonomic nervous system like it's it's that body recognition it yep. is where are you what what are you are you your nerves it's that mind body connection. are you your nervous sure. system are you your liver are you your lungs are you your blood well, he thinks so, and he can physically change his body me mechanics just by breathing and just by getting into this thing, flooding his body with us. But he recommends to just keep inflammation down to the easiest way to do it is at the end of every shower. And so you just, you're done with your stuff and you stand there in lukewarm water, get your body actualized and just start doing big breaths. And let a little bit out, breathe it more through your nose. A little bit out, more through your nose. And you're just trying to keep your lungs full. You're never letting all your breath out, and you're just pumping your body. You're purging CO2, and you get into this thing. You can pass out. Watch out. You can actually over-oxygenate, sure. hyperventilate. Oh, I've done that. But, but, and, then, <laughs> and then you hold your breath and turn that fucker all the way cold and just turn off hot and leave the cold going. And then... Keep that big full breath. You're oxygenating and you just keep your diaphragm tight. You keep that thing tight and just let your body go and just get fucking cold. And you're holding all this air inside you and you just start purging and just blowing a little bit of air out. 
Start with 20 seconds. Try and make it 20 seconds without letting your air out. Not a long time. 20 seconds, dude. With the cold water rushing over with your body. all cold. I know that sometimes don't jump out of the way. shock of cold. It is. It, is. it makes you want to Yes, it makes you want to. <laughs> right. Right. No. You're full of air. You are just warm. Get that lung full. Hold it. Get your core tight and turn that fucking hot water off. Huh. And just stand there and let it hit for 20 seconds. And then. And let that breath out. And you'll feel your body flood with endorphins. You've just held your breath. You've gone through this trauma. Your adrenaline kicks. Your endorphins kick and you feel warm. And all of a sudden that cold water is not so cold. And now you've been in there for 30 seconds the next time. And now you've been in there for 40 seconds. Now you've been in there for a minute and a half. Training yourself in the shower with the cold water. And at the end of your day, at the end of the day, after you've done all your other stuff, not cold, you just, and you're cold shocking yourself after it's, it's just the, the other side of it. And it's breath work at the same time. So you're getting your body used to it. And all of a sudden, I can hold my breath for almost two minutes under that cold water now. I'm not kidding. And then That's turn it off crazy. and just hold my breath and just fucking close my eyes and keep my core tight. And I don't even have to start purging until after a minute. And then, and you're slowly letting some of the oxygen out so your CO2 can rise so that you can actually keep holding your breath. That's the thing. They don't, the CO2 in your bloodstream isn't bad as long as you're oxygen preventing. Like you're trying to keep as much. And, you can just do it, dude. And then all of a sudden you're holding your breath for two minutes. You've been in freezing cold water for two minutes when you never thought your body would handle it and you're not cold. And it's just, it's awesome. It's interesting. Yeah, you it know, is. there's a lot of power with that, uh, the mind and body when you can connect them well, like that in the t- in training like that. It's one of those other things that is self-actualizing, realizing you're in control of your body. You're not the rider in the ship. Right. You are not at the whim to what your body wants you to be at the whim you're in control you're not actually tired when you're tired physically your, your muscles are not exhausted when they're starting to give you signs like you know it's it's nuts man i, it's, I recommend it's amazing to it, everyone. i, I want to re- i've read about this a little bit i think i want to read more about it look up wim hof just, Wim Hof. Yeah, I will. I'll probably do that tonight actually. It's it's just some amazing shit, man. He with his breathing technique. So here's another thing he does. He gets group of cancer groups of cancer patients, teaches them this technique, and then gets them without much training other than the breathing work to in just shorts and flip-flops hike Mount Kilimanjaro. 13,000 feet of in the snow. And every single person that goes 70-year-olds with cancer are hiking in shorts and flip-flops. None of them are getting frostbite. None of them are getting hypothermia. And, and they're hiking 13,000 feet up a frost-covered mountain. That's and everyone crazy. does it. And they all make it. And they don't run out of oxygen. And none of them are getting hypothermia and cold and shit. And it's all from learning this breath work. And he, he takes people on these hikes. He's hiked... He's hiked... Um... Fucking Mount Everest with only shorts on, no backpack, no oxygen, no shoes. And not getting any frostbite. Barefoot. That's crazy. He hiked Mount Everest barefoot. Barefoot. With shorts. What? The entire way, summited it without shoes on, only in shorts and no frostbite. That's crazy. I promise it's out. There. This is not just crazy. I mean, this is documented. Wow. This is this guy is for real. Like he just he has. Now I'm not saying everybody can do it. 
I'm not saying right. that everybody has no, this 30 is years. That he's actually mastered within but his he, lifetime of what? You say 30 years oh, of he, doing it? Oh, he's probably 65 or 70 oh, so years old now. he's been doing it farther, way longer than 30 years. Yeah, he, he's been on Rogan a couple times. The very first episode he was on, it was like the ground. This is kind of when everybody yeah, figured out about been on the Rogan Hoff. show, huh? Yeah, might, I'll just look that up. He's then. been on it a few huh. times. He was on Rogan. I mean, this was probably five years ago was his first appearance or something like that. He hasn't been on in a few years, but he's been on a number of times and, and just amazing work. Work. He he came back on after the Harvard study and had all the scientific work to do it. He had scientists come with like he's he's the real deal. And there's some cool. apparently some merit to breath work and cold therapy. Well, so. I'm, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I could see how that there is. So I, I'm interested in it. I'm going to have to look him up. So I'm totally interested in it. Ice baths. Well, I mean, it's that or, you know, uh, ice, ice penis. People for 20, 30, 50,000 years of our human's evolution have been dealing with these extreme circumstances without medicine, right. without heating, without shower. I mean, they've been dealing with it and they survived, obviously. Right. And they figured out the ways to battle cold. They figured out the ways to sleep in fucking caves. They figured out the ways to deal with all these things in nature. And then as we got more comfy, we didn't need to keep up that work, right? So, right. I mean, it makes sense that there's something in us that, that, still in our DNA that is allows us to become we've know. just lost it in this yeah. digital world you yeah. know now that we're all I would just say in the industrialized world industrialized yeah absolutely I mean, from the industrialized <laughs> world on yeah and then the digital age just kind of icing on the cake to 100% yeah yeah it's a bummer it is but there are people out there still that 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 are 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 pushing the limits of connecting to their bodies, doing stuff in nature that people don't think possible. You know, there's there's a, all these crazy guys out there. You know, people who run 200 miles at a time without yeah. sleeping. Yeah, that's insane. You know, like like that just to just to say, yeah, I can run for 200 miles straight. Like crazy. Okay, <laughs> people thought a marathon was crazy. And now they're doing 200 mile runs. And, right, 200 mile runs, insanity. Yeah, I could see it happening though. My feet would hate me. Mm -hmm. But every one of those people started at one point in their lives and they couldn't even run one mile. Right. right. Yep. I mean, And that is the goal. Oh. And that is actually the, the, the point. It's not to say, hey, these people can run 200 miles. You can't. Ha -ha. It's to go, hey, at one point in time, they couldn't even run one and neither can you right now. And right. now they can run 200. Right. Fuckers. So work on it. What everything, is your excuse? Takes, what is your excuse? Right. There is exactly. Just takes work. Yeah. Dedication. It does. Okay. Hey, with that, I'm going to end the show the way I always do, by reading some poetry. I love poetry. So this is uh, two poems. Uh, they are nonsense lyrics. Uh, nonsense poetry is something that I absolutely love. It is uh, not implied meaning, but anybody can apply any meaning they want. Right. It's the best. Um, so this one is called Unstoppable. Cryptic notions. Daring the world to stop them. Flex their collective muscles, bending the rules to fit their game. Whisper in your ear as they did mine. Their true motives, older than the very rock of sanity. Upsetting the balance, overthrowing the anarchists, anti-disestablishmentarianism. You teeter over the edge of a precipice, afraid to fall, to your nadir. So comfortably waiting below on the tables of intolerance. Flexible scheduling, notorious tax evasion. Trendsetters rolling their sleeves, eating lunar eclipses. Prepare for the rain. Coming on the seas of change, it won't stop for anybody. <laughs>
That was beautiful. That was fucking rad. That, that was written by uh, Fitzhugh Willoughby. That was, that was outstanding. Cool. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, here's one more, and this one is written by yours truly. Laughter echoes as the orange bloom blossoms. A June summer night, quick whistles at passerbys. The doves cry in the fight. Sweet nothings behind closed doors. Creamy hinges and queasy floors. The dog barks. Are you awake? Mindless, nothing peers on. Soft flames dance, the light flickers and fades. The wind drawing me near, the lollipop, broken, slowly decays. Fuck yeah. Awesome, buddy. Fuck yeah, dude. So that was Aaron's Poetry Corner. Very cool. That is wrapped up another episode of Journey Through Time and Stuff. Thank you all for sticking with me. Boys, thank you for thank joining Thank you for me. having us. Thank, thank you for, for the wonderful us, conversation. This was actually truly... This I feel so much better now at the end of this two hours of conversation than I felt in a long time, and it's because of common. I feel the love, I feel the connection we have, I feel your guys' presence, and it's I, something that is really hard to get a hold of now. So thank you guys for this, man. Dude, Dude, thank love you, man. man. Thank you for. We're, we're all us. gonna hug and go have fun after this. This is just for everybody. Hey, Peace all you out hug. there, uh, do the things you do. Keep uh, loving each other. Gargle balls. Uh, they're meant to be gargled. They're just out there and hanging there, and that's what they're meant for. So <laughs> gargle balls, uh, drive like you know each other, and you know, keep looking up. Well said. <laughs>